0: I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of the Wall Street Journal. Let's agree on one thing right away about the new movie Jackie. Natalie Portman's portrait of Jacqueline Kennedy during and immediately after JFK's assassination rises above impersonation to an eerie kind of incarnation. She's got the voice, the look, and a devastated spirit that still has plenty of steel. But Pablo Lorraine has made a strangely conflicted film that shows Jackie as an obsessive mythmaker and keeper of the flame, that's a provocatively ironic approach, but celebrates the Camelot myth in the process. The polar opposites of that conflict are Jackie saying, ironically, people like to believe in fairy tales, and Richard Burton on the soundtrack singing the title song from the Broadway musical Camelot in his gravely elegiac tones that exclude all irony. In between are flashbacks to the glory and tragedy of JFK's short presidency. Noah Oppenheim's screenplay organizes this mosaic within the frame of Jackie being interviewed one week after the assassination at her home in Hyannisport by an unnamed journalist played by Billy Crudup. This is a fictionalized version of an interview that was conducted by the distinguished writer and historian Theodore H. White. The best material in the script was taken from a transcript of White's notes. When Oppenheim strays from that treasure trove of source material, the results can be clumsy, starting with the clumsiness of the interview itself. What's more, Jackie is surrounded by look unalikes. Lyndon Johnson, Lady Bird Johnson, and a Bobby Kennedy played by Peter Sarsgaard a terrific actor who not only doesn't look like Bobby, but hasn't caught the essence of his character's spirit. Still, Natalie Portman's Jackie is a mesmerizing presence with a quick silver personality. Shrewd, smart, girlish, fatuous, terrified, or indomitable. And that feels perfectly right. People are never one fixed thing. But Does it also feel right that the film follows Jackie back to the White House after the flight from Dallas then tracks her solitary wanderings through silent, empty rooms all the way into the shower where she washes her husband's dried blood from her body? No and yes, some of that left me feeling like an accessory to a break-in on an icon's privacy. All the same, following her in the hours after the assassination is a wonderful idea, and the sequence is mostly irresistible. The real question is what Jackie as a whole adds up to— And the returns are mixed. The film's contradictions collide toward the end when Jackie drives past a succession of department store windows in which mannequins are wearing her signature dresses. That could also be taken as ironic. The architect of the image-building project has become its surviving subject. But the scene, like so much in the film, plays sentimentally. She's tragically alone, Accompanied in her reverie only by Richard Burton singing that song, it's iconoclasm that can't break loose from iconography. I'm Joe Morganstern. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews.